0: This is the Breakthrough Toolbox, a set of magic mental tools to deal with those annoying people in your life. This is a free and open presentation. It is intended to be shared with any individual who will gain benefit from this presentation. Please feel free to share the first episode of this program with your friends, family, colleagues, or anyone who could use these tools and would like to listen to a straightforward how-to presentation of how to deal with life's challenges. Chapter six. Every palace needs building materials, before construction. The building materials for your mental palace are all of your internal mechanisms, your awareness, your emotions, feelings, thoughts, behaviors, and everything in between. Your construction equipment is your body, your mind, your behavior, the actions you take. Your construction tools are your awareness, your cognitive processing, and your attitude towards these things. If you really wanna be in flow, Bring all of these components together in one place. Bringing all of these elements together creates your construction team. And now it's time to go to work. Let's take your inner palace construction team on a quick crash course. A quick crash course on these tools, what they are, and how to use them. As a well-oiled construction team, they need to know how they all work, how each department functions. They need to know how to work together. They need to know what the plan is. And they need deadlines for their results you are the project manager it's up to you to make sure that this project runs smoothly let's go to our toolbox and find out what tools there are to manage this project i'm going to list only a few of these tools here and then expand on them later i'm going to name the tool and then give a brief description data gathering you will need as much information on the situation as possible Gather all the data and the information that you can to support your identification of the issue. Data gathering is literally the first step. Assumption versus assertion. Assumption versus assertion is very simply the difference between fact or opinion. And we need to be able to tell the difference. Most of what we think of as fact is actually an opinion. It's not fact. An easy way to look at this. Facts are agreed on by millions of people. Opinions are only agreed on by a few. As an example, if I said rocks are hard, many would agree with me. Something like rocks are hard, that becomes a fact. Saying being in cold water is uncomfortable, that's an opinion. Now ask yourself, the data that you collect, are you looking at the data through your opinion or fact? Mental pictures. What comes to mind when you think about this data? Mental pictures are a massive component to your mental health. If you are not aware that you think in pictures, think again. Even for those who think in the abstract and thinking language or words, they are still pictures. Practice the art of forming good pictures in your mind. This on its own is a powerful tool. Inner voices. Since humans have started communicating in complex languages, Languages have become the bedrock of how we see and describe the world. Just by moving a few words around in a fairy tale, you can change the entire story. What you need to discover is you need to discover the conversational story that is happening inside your head. When you are reviewing and evaluating a situation, can you hear the words in your head? What is the tone of this voice? What is the story that is constantly yammering in your head when you start to listen? and gather all the data, you will discover that the tone of this voice is an extremely important component of this tool. Self-monitoring. This is the ability to observe and regulate your emotions and your behaviors in response to situations. This involves being aware of your behavior and being aware of the impact that it has on your environment. This is also connected to performing a body scan. When you use these two tools together, you can accurately identify your feelings and your emotions. And how these are playing out for you. Self assessment. The self assessment tool is simply an inner gauge of your emotional state, your feelings, your strengths, your vulnerabilities, and where you are in your internal process. Assumption versus assertion also plays out here. Somatic quietening. This is the process of calming your body down. This is changing the signal to noise ratio in your mind and your body. We are constantly receiving signals both from the outside world and from our inner world. We are receiving multiple signals over multiple channels. At first, this could feel like noise. This tool turns down the background noise so we can listen to ourselves. Simplification. (laughs) Well, this one's simple. (laughs) This is taking out all the complexity and breaking it down to bite-sized chunks. We break it down to bite-sized chunks so that we can work with each piece Piece by piece. This is an effective tool when we use this in the process of stopping overwhelm. Pleasure predicting. Pleasure predicting is interesting. This is a technique used to reveal how much we actually enjoy an activity. It works by recording your estimated expected pleasure against your actual pleasure. Without getting too technical here, this one is a massive component to brain plasticity. Collapsing and catastrophizing. This one is special. This is taking a whole lot of different events, balling them into one, and then making them all worse than they actually are. We collapse, and then we catastrophize. It's about making a hurricane storm out of a light breeze. Mind reading. Sure, I get this one a lot. Mind reading is the imaginary ability to think that you know what someone else is thinking, and what their intentions are without actually finding out what they are really thinking and what their real intentions are. If you sharpen up an alert, you'll see how this one interweaves with assertion versus assumption. Fortune-telling. Fortune-telling is predicting the unknown future with imperfect accuracy and believing the story that you tell yourself about this. Fortune-telling, oh, fortune-telling really hurts relationships. Mental-stimulus association. Mental stimulus association, this is mixing some sort of unseen stimulus with a memory or a predicted outcome and making meaning of it. This is connected to meaning making. We see something happen outside of us and we make meaning of this thing. When this is paired with some sort of stimulus or a memory or some predicted outcome this becomes mental stimulus association. Thought record. A thought record is extremely simple. It's simply an entry of thoughts and behaviors just as they are to create an account of your mental processes. This is mostly what we use our pen and our paper for. We use them for thought records, an entry of thoughts and behaviors, just as they are to create an account of your mental process. Habits of mind. This is the constant repetition of particular thoughts and mental processes. This can loosely be described as your beliefs, but they are a little different. They are habits of mind. The evaluation scale. This is the 0 to 100 analog scale to evaluate your feelings and your emotions and your motivation to change. Of course, I can go on. There are literally hundreds of these direct tools not mentioned in this list and there are others which I didn't mention by name already presented in this toolbox. Of course, I'm aware of them. However, to list them all is simply counterproductive. Listing all of these tools is not the point of this toolbox. It's also not the point to give you some sort of university level or in depth training on a behavioural skills model. No, this toolbox is to get you quickly up to speed and get you started on the things that you need to attend to in your life. As we get back to our toolbox, I'll expand on each of these for you and then formalise them into a process for you. At this stage, I want to congratulate you for getting this far and pushing through. If you've come this far, you're a trooper. I trust that you're getting what you're looking for and that this will support you through your journey. Let's take your inner palace construction team on a quick crash course. A quick crash course on these tools, what they are, and how to use them. We need to do this to make them, who is actually you, we need to do this to make them proficient, competent, and capable of using these tools to build your mental palace, to build the most beautiful, magnificent, and glorious mental palace inside of you. To do this, we'll go into a session with Charles, and we'll let Charles support us through this process. Okay, Charles, tell us what's going on. Well, well, I messaged my mate to come around to my place for a little get-together. He just totally ignored me. I could see that he had read my message, and then he did nothing. I know, I know, know, you know, I don't even know why I call them my friends. You know, having friends like this is becoming more of a hassle. It feels like I give, and I give, and I give, and I get nothing back. It really makes me feel like I'm alone in this world. It gets me so angry and anxious. They just don't have the respect to reply to me or talk to me, and then I just feel alone, man. I mean, I just started wondering if it's even worth it, if, it's e- if I'm even worth it. I mean, they just sit there in their ivory towers in their perfect little happy lives, and they're always telling me what to do and how to do it and how I should do it, as if their life is perfect. They must think that I'm a total idiot, and that I'm stupid. I get this tight feeling in my chest when I think about this. And you must see what a mess they are. You know, between him and his perfect little wife, they're always bickering and arguing. I mean, he bitches to me on a regular basis about her, and her mother, and all the stuff. And then two days later, he messages me, as if nothing has happened, asking me to pull around and have some fun at his place. You know, as if now i just got to drop everything and 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 go and entertain his friends. I'm not a circus clown. I'm not rent a crowd. Every time I go there, he just reminds me of my dad. He's always telling me what to do and how to do it. Nothing I've ever done is good enough for him. I bet I could tell you what they think of me. They probably think I'm some sort of rubbish, you know, some sort of second hand or second class citizen. I'm not their charity case or some special project. I'm also a person. You know maybe the next time I see him, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna punch him in the face. Give him a bit of a hard reset in the mouth. Maybe then he'll come right. Do you think that this will work? Do you think that this will be a good outcome? Is this what you really want? It doesn't matter, man. I'll never be good enough for them. I'll never be good enough for anyone. I'm such a problem. Maybe my dad was right. I'm such a failure. Wow. Talk about collapsing and catastrophizing. Charles is bawling everything up from his past experiences and blowing everything out of proportion. Once this has been totally amplified, he makes a prediction. He makes a prediction error and starts to catastrophize, making the worst out of a made-up situation in his head. He also engages in pleasure predicting, predicting that going to a social event at his friend's house is going to be terrible. His inner voices are telling him a very long and misguided story about himself and the whole event. And as he listens to his own story, he loses the ability to self-monitor. The ability to observe and regulate your emotions and your behaviors in response to situations. There is zero somatic quietening going on. He is not calming down the sensations inside of his body. Instead, he is letting the sensations build up in his body. He is allowing himself to be washed away in the situation. This is setting off even more emotions inside of him. He is getting totally flooded with his emotions and feelings. And he is triggered by the pictures and the voices in his head. He is making all kinds of assumptions, and almost none of these assumptions are based in reality. They are all his opinions and his interpretations from his limited point of view and his deficient framework. Now, this is not right or wrong. This is not the point. This is not good or bad. This is simply where we arrive when our framework is deficient. All you need to do is track where this kind of behavior will take Choles in his future. If I had to have it a guess, this does not sound like Charles is on the highway to happiness. First, we start by quietening all this down. When you use this tool inside of you, first we need to slow down, calm down. And we'll see how this plays out in Charles. Once we've calmed Charles down, we can start asking him some questions. Here, we are going to pretend that Charles is compliant and that he's willing to take himself through this process. Most of the time, it takes a while to get to this stage, but we'll fast track it. Individuals want to hang on to their story and their drama for as long as they can without destroying their lives. It's only when they finally face the awareness that this kind of behaviour does not work over time, and all they are doing is repeating the same pattern again and again, they are spinning their wheels and they are going nowhere. At this stage, they do not see an alternative. They are indignant they feel self-righteous, and they just want to vent. First, let them vent. Let them get that energy out first. Let them feel that they've been heard. Only once the person feels that they are being heard will they start to listen. Only once they finally realize that they are spinning their wheels, that they're repeating a pattern again and again, and getting nowhere. Only then will they finally seek an alternative. Now, of course, I know that this is not us. I mean, no ways. (laughs) It could never be. This is why Charles is a fantastic example to give us a window into what this looks like. Let's use the tools and gather us some data, some information on this elaborate story. Charles, is all of what you've just told me, is this absolutely true? No, no. Do you think that you might be blowing all of this out of proportion? Maybe. Do you really think that your mate totally ignored you? No, no. Do you think that there could be another explanation as to what happened? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Have you asked him? No. Do you think that this is a good strategy? No. Do you think that he is really a bad friend? No. Does he really tell you what to do and how to do it? (sighs) No. Is his life really perfect? No. Do you think it's worth having these thoughts and these feelings? No, but you are, man, but I can't, but I can't help myself. You know how it is. You know how things get out of control. You know how things get out of control. Yes, I do. I know how things get out of control. And I do get how it is when you're emotionally flooded and you're using your feelings to think with and you want to destroy your friendship or destroy your relationship. What I don't get is the choice to rationalize and justify your story. Especially when it is not the reality that you want. Do you want the highway to hell or do you want the highway to happiness? Yeah, 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 man. The highway to happiness. Then which one do you want to fight for? Would you like to fight for your story or for your happiness? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I rather want my happiness. Do you think that this attitude will get you there? No. Do you think that this will take away the tight feeling in your chest? No. Do you think that that old story will make you feel good enough? No. Charles, there are a lot of no's so far. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I just don't know of another way man. I totally understand. I was in the same position that you're in right now. Many years ago I was also struggling to figure things out. My emotions confused me. My head told me that it was easy and my emotions made it so hard. When my emotions and my feelings got in my way, I felt terrible, I felt unloved, I felt not worth it, I felt not good enough, all of these things. I never realized that my emotions and my feelings were just signals from my body. No one told me these things. I was never taught this stuff at school or even at home. I totally get where you are coming from. When our emotions run us, it is very difficult to think and it is very difficult to make sense of what's going on. The standard response of your emotions is to make you feel justified, and then justify your actions. Emotions give us the reasons to do things. For example, if you want to get violent or break things, break off a friendship, or destroy a relationship, it's easy. You just do it, and afterwards you say that you were angry, or you say that you felt hurt, or unloved, or betrayed. The only thing with this is, this becomes reason, rationalization, And justification for very bad behavior this never gets you to the bottom line continuing down that path is the path of destruction it gives us a massive hit in our arm i know the feeling well i've been there how do you think i got here when we rationalize and justify our behavior we never get to the bottom line we never get down to what drives us and if we never get down to a bottom line we remain slaves, we remain a slave to our emotions and our feelings, and we get dragged down, we get dragged around across the floor by them, and even as we are dragged around across the floor by them, we feel justified, we feel justified that this is just the way that it is. I know this sounds bad, but you shouldn't blame yourself, you should see this in action, and see what this looks like over time, if we get better at what we practice. And if we practice having a mental tantrum, practice just reacting to our negative feelings and our emotions, we get really good at this, really good at this. We move from being amateur and we go pro. Also, what we repeat gets reinforced. If we repeat negative emotions, they will get reinforced. We get stuck. We tend to get stuck on a very slippery slope and we slowly start sliding down this slope. Spiraling out all along the way until we are stuck in a very deep depression, a trough of emotion. Now do we feel down because we are stuck or are we stuck because we are down? I'll let you think about that one for a while. The takeaway on the gold here is you mentioned that you don't know another way. Well, the good thing is that you are here. You are listening to this. We are talking. You are discovering that there is another way. In fact, there are many different ways, and these other ways are actually easy, and they bring very positive results to your life. They bring positive results to your life, to your friendships, your relationships, and best of all, inside of yourself. There is a ladder out of your depression. You simply need to take the first step. Choosing between those two paths, the path to hell or the path to happiness, is simply the first step. No matter which one you choose, you are on your journey. Either path takes you places. The question is, where do you want to be? Which path do you choose? Let's go back to Charles and get the response. Yeah, man, I hear you. I hear you. It's just a bit hard. And and you know what it's like. You know, sometimes you just got to whine. You just got to whine a little. You know, just to vent a bit, to get over yourself, eh? Sure. And now that you have? Which path do you choose? Okay, okay, cool. Okay, let's get on with this. Let's go to happy land. Charles is starting to use these tools. He's putting his inner construction crew to work. Charles is starting to make changes. His inner construction team are clearing a space for his new inner palace. In the beginning, it's subtle. It's gentle. And at the same time, it is direct. It's measurable and verifiable and specific for him. He can feel the change and feel better about himself. He's starting to feel better about his life and he can do what he really desires. There is obviously a lot more to be looked at here and there are a countless number of tools which can be used. The focus of this toolbox is to open the door to the idea that there are tools and they are not magic or fantasy or bullshit. Giving your inner construction team the tools, the building blocks, and life-changing materials, this is what gives them what they need to build your inner palace. Of course, this is a metaphor, it's an analogy. When I talk about your inner construction crew, it's you. It's giving you the tools that you need to craft the life you want. Don't be a Charles. Don't be the first Charles, or Chad for that matter. Chapter Summary Charles is discovering that there is another way. This new way is safe. This new way has been tried and tested by many over decades or even centuries. We can trust the results of this. Charles is simply at the start of his journey. He is finally ready to take his life in a new direction and head towards happy land. This is all it takes. All it takes is a willingness to try on something new and different and see where it takes you. Once you see the results work for you, you'll be inspired. You can become motivated. And you can do more. Every successful or stable individual uses these tools, whether they know it or not. When you change your mind, it is a very simple, step-by-step process. This is what takes us beyond the magic pull, or waiting for someone else to save us. Floating in the ocean of negativity, or not getting what you want, waiting to be saved, often leads to drowning. Often leads to drowning in the sea of despair. been eaten by the emotional sharks. Until we realize that we can swim. With practice, we can become strong swimmers. And with a coach to support us, we can become great swimmers. And yes, of course, we can eventually get out of the water.